What's up, guys? Alex here, AJNashville.com. Luis, I know you love that intro. I'm like, here, guys. It, Hope every, you're having a good day. Every single video, he's like, they all start the same. You guys all sound alike. So, um, But Luis and I got to talking about something here prior to the podcast actually firing up, and we were just like, screw it. You know, This is something that, that we've been through. Both of us have been through very similar things, but it's something that uh, we know that some of the listeners have been through as well and could be experiencing right at this point. So... You know, that's that's talking about being down at the bottom and, and, you know, once you're down there, finding a way back up and finding a way to really start giving a shit about things anymore. Yeah. I mean, because ultimately, ultimately you get to a point where nothing else really matters, you know. And we were discussing this. Obviously, obviously it stemmed off some other conversations, but there's, there's so many similarities between Luis and I as, as far as some of the things that we were talking about where we've been down. And it's almost like you don't want to get up and, and even get out of bed in the morning. No, you I know? just want to keep sleeping. Just keep sleeping or or even with the opportunity that presents itself, you may have someone that says, hey, come do this. And and it could be something that could improve your life. But ultimately, you just you don't have the willpower to get up and do it, you know, when you're at the bottom. Right. And, it, and it's hard when you're at the bottom to look up and see any type of sunlight. You know, you, you always have people that are like, the grass is greener or the there's light at the end of the tunnel or things will get better. But... Once you're battered and beaten and down, it's very hard to see that things would get better. Right. You know? Yeah, you get that negative mindset. Right. I mean, there was a point in my life where I could never imagine myself being where I am today. And where I am today is nowhere near where I would eventually like to be. But back in those days, this wasn't even where I eventually wanted to be, you know. Um, and I think that holds true for a lot of us that when we've hit rock bottom, it's like, you know what? Screw it. I don't give a fuck anymore. Just drive it deeper, you know. That's, don't say that's what she said or anything. <laughs> yeah. But but you're just, at that point, you feel hopeless. You feel helpless, you know. Um, support's there sometimes, not for everybody. I mean, there's times that people just stop coming around. There's always support there, but sometimes you got to reach out and ask for, ask for it. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of somebody asking the right question. You know, I... I don't know about you. I know how I am. I'm very prideful with things. And so if something's going wrong, I mean, the, the world could be spinning out of control and you, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. What's up? You know, no, I'm the same way. I don't I will not let you let you into my zone because I'm trying to figure things out. Right. And as a as an individual, at least myself, and I'm, I'm sure you're like this, too, you're going to find a way. But it's going to be a way that's typically found on your time. You know, if you're you're at the bottom, it's like, all right you know what, I, I need to eventually regather and get back on top of things and figure out a way to hustle yourself out of a situation. You know, if it's a money problem or something like that, there's a way, but the will has to be there. And I know myself that there's been situations where I'm like, you know what, I don't even feel like doing this. Not because I don't want to, but because I don't want to. Like physically, like my body doesn't want to, my mind may want to, but you're in such a dark hole at that point that it's like, screw it. You know, I'm going to lay here and Eat Cheetos and watch Netflix. Eat Cheetos, watch Netflix on my mom's couch. Right. <laughs> you know how many years it's been since I've been <laughs> on my mom's couch. Now it's it's, but it's crazy that you know I look at the events that have unfolded in my life and where it could have ended me up to, and where I could have been or not have been. I mean, at this point, you know, being alive is is an accomplishment based on some of the things that I've been through, and you know, I, I look back and I think to myself, I'm like, you know what. It was a lot of people that helped me and, and my mindset that got me out of that hole. 
You know, it wasn't somebody coaching me up and saying, hey, man, things are going to get better because that didn't matter at that point. It was right. just finding some purpose, even if it was a small purpose. You know, we talked about this a long time ago that maybe that initial small purpose is getting out of bed. And then getting out of bed is going to work or doing something like that. Like the depression becomes real when things start spiraling downwards. When I broke both my legs, you know, that was one of those things. Like I didn't have any money that I was, I wasn't sitting on a couple months worth of savings. I mean, we, we talked about this earlier. I made 10,000, I spent 11, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and, and I didn't have credit to tap into. And fortunately for me in that particular situation, friends started coming out of the woodwork. You know, people within the motor- motorcycle community. Oh, definitely. They they started to identify that, hey, Alex is is shacked up. You know, we're going to go get him out of the house. He's been in a wheelchair, you know, for months now. Um, even when I had my wreck, they, at a, at a certain point, Vanderbilt Hospital was like, no more visitors. Like, this is the max amount of people. We filled up the, the waiting room for people waiting to come see me. But there was so much depression that hit after that fact. Um, the mobility that was lost, the... You know, I didn't have any money. I was on the verge of losing my apartment. I didn't have a vehicle. Like, did th- and that wasn't that long ago. You didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. You just had I a had motorcycle. To, well, no, I had to get rid of the car oh. because I needed money to to make it. Bear in mind, I was in the hospital for over a month. So once I broke my legs, I went to Stallworth, which is a rehabilitation uh, place where they kind of teach you how to navigate around and everything. Because they honestly didn't expect me to walk for a year, mm-hmm. and so they're teaching you how to get in and out of the wheelchair and. And luckily, I had friends like my buddy Sammy and Mike and, and Aaron and people like that that would come by and come up to Stallworth. And they, the nurses, they kind of liked me, so they let me sneak out. You know, and I'd, I'd have those, those times where things were better. But then you get back into, all right, here I am again, and I'm, I'm in my hospital bed. And my roommate, at that point in time, his, his mindset was no better than mine. He was in a halo. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're just like, this sucks. And then you get out and it sucked even worse because now you're idle time, 24 hours a day at the house, not doing anything. And, and honestly, it's some of it's feeling sorry for yourself. You know, when you're crawling across the floor because your wheelchair can't fit in the bathroom and you crawl across the floor and have to pull yourself up to get on the toilet, you're sitting there and you're like, fuck, you know, poor me. Or when you're climbing into the bathtub and, and you can't put any pressure on your legs. I mean, at that point, like everything was still very well broken. You know, so a lot of it's feeling sorry for yourself, but, you know, I I was able to fortunately at some point say, you know what, things will get better. And they did. I mean, like I said, that was five short years ago, literally having to sell everything I had, getting evicted from my apartment, all that stuff, you know. And at that point in time, I couldn't forecast and look forward and say, hey, things will get better. Right. And I just thought about it. I thought about the same thing the other day. I got a... I'm still paying on one of my hospital bills that I got from when I was in the hospital. Are you? Every month. Every month, like clockwork, this bill comes mm-hmm. in, I pay it, and I was like, man, I need to call and see how much I owe to these people, you know, because it's got to be getting close now. And then I looked, and I'm like, eh, probably not, because the hospital bills, dude, were over like 300 grand for everything, for the amount of stay and the ambulance ride and everything else. Like, they just stacked up. And then, have you ever been to New York yeah. Okay. I, I don't want to go back. No, but <laughs> do you know when you get into the city, like when you get into Manhattan and stuff like that, and you look up and you can't really see the sky, all you see is buildings all around you. Mm, I bet, yep. That's how things felt. The problems that had stacked up, that's how it felt. Everything above me, you know, people are like, there's light at the end of the tunnel. No, there's not, because all I see is fucking concrete, you know? 
you can't tell night from from day and and it just you know it's like I said a lot of it was me feeling sorry for myself why me for me nobody's coming you know um, and so it's just a change in mindset and I look back at those days and you know once again I'm grateful for the friendships that I made out of it my buddy Mike who I'm still friends with really good friends with today my buddy Jordan you know I I had a buddy that brought a, a Xbox over he's like here just take it you can have it you can't do anything anyways take this, you know, and it's, it's those people that are reaching out, what I'm alluding to. And and I think that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, we need to do that just as human beings to each other, you know, just to go out and, and be aware of what each other's going through and, and kind of keep tabs on each other and make sure that the people that you care about are doing okay. You know, at the end of the day, when I was in my hole, the best thing was somebody showing up or someone calling and, and text messaging and things like that saying, how's things going? Do you need anything? Do you want to go out for lunch? You know, anything like that. Those little things kind of kept me motivated and kept me going. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think as human beings, and, and once again, we've talked about this portion before, we just have a responsibility to look out for each other, you know, especially in, in what spurred up this conversation when we talk about veterans. Because veterans, we know a guy one day he's great. The next day he's, he's got things going on in his life and he recognizes some red flags and he goes and gets some help for it, you know, but would you ever envision that person necessarily needing the help that he expressed that he needed on that particular day? I wouldn't, not based off his surface, you know, what you see on the outside. Same with, I was quite surprised. Yeah, actually. And, and I'm glad that he got the help he needed. I'm glad he was able to identify the red flags that he saw and said, you know what, I've got to fix this. Uh, but not everyone's in that position. Look at people like Robin Williams, happiest man on earth on the surface. You know, that, that outside shell is pretty hard, especially when you've been through things like a lot of us have been through in life. You know, you've got this armor-plated shell, and nobody can break through it, and inside everything's just melting away, you know? Oh, well, I'm there. Yeah, we got some armored shells, but there's a lot of stuff going on inside that people don't know about. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know, recognizing those patterns and those triggers and being able to, the big thing is finding someone you can confide in. You know, when you're looking around, you're like, I, I really don't want to burden anybody or I don't want to talk to anybody. You know, at the end of the day, if, if your decision is to do something drastic, people are going to miss you, you know. Um, and, and I look at the decisions I was going to make at that point in my life, and I'm grateful that I didn't. But I look at my children. I look at my life now, my girlfriend, I look at all those different pieces and I think, you know what, one bad move back then, this wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, our friendship wouldn't exist. Mm-mm. Podcast room wouldn't exist. I mean, you know, you take all these little micro things and, and in an earlier podcast, we talked about things that we're blessed and grateful for. None of those things would exist. You know, not to mention the pain and the heartache and everything else that you leave behind and the why. You know, the the downside with people like us is that armored shell is built up so well that you, you would never leave a clue as to why. And then so people start questioning their last conversation with you or, or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I guess that, that what this boils down to or what, what I'm alluding to at least today is, you know, be able to identify some of those, those red flags, um, deal with some of those issues, and, and realize, you know, everyone's going to tell you there's light at the end of the tunnel. But at least be the person that's there to reach out and help guide people through those darker times. You know? I would say be more compassionate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and that's the thing. Nowadays, 
people are fucking brutal to each other. Bad. Like you get on Facebook and and social media platforms, you know, you get on all these other things. And and Shannon, she was telling me about um, some of her clients that come into her that wish their parents would have taken their cell phone away from them at night because all they did was spend time going through all these social media sites and everything else and basically getting their feelings hurt from shit that was posted on there. You well, know? That, and, and seeing that's, that's one reason like I've, within the past couple of months, yeah, I've turned my notifications off to Facebook. I've mm-hmm. deleted social media um, in a sense, like different um, applications. Yeah. And because if I get on Facebook, I can... I can tell you that at one point in time that I noticed it, and that's why I did it, Right, was I was scrolling along, and I read a post, mm-hmm. and it made me happy. Right. Like, I laughed. Right. I scrolled some more. I read a post. It made me sad. Yep. I scrolled some more. I read another post. It pissed me off. Right. And I was like, wait, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Like, Fucking Facebook, or excuse my language, but Facebook <laughs> is messing with my emotions. Here. It is. It is. And I don't need to go from being an elevated and happy right. to being sad and then being pissed off right before I go to sleep. Yeah. Or right before I come to work. And and you nailed it right there. You know, we're we're allowing ourselves to have our uh, day kind of set by what it is we see. You open your eyes, you look on Facebook first thing, and you're like, oh, I'm pissed off now. Mm-hmm. Then you're in the shower and you're pissed off about something. Then you're, you're driving to work, you're still pissed off. Um, you know, and, and platforms like that almost create a bipolar type, not personality, but mood well, change. Well, they're triggering endorphins within your system. Right, right. They're tr- triggering emotions to fire off. And, and you read those things and you're just like, oh, you know, the frustration. This isn't fake frustration. This is real. Like you're totally genuinely real. pissed off and you're ready, you're fired up, mm-hmm. you know. But we're doing that based off other people's words. And here's one thing I say quite a bit, and I haven't said this in a while, is everything is an inside job. You know, how do we let what people say impact us? If you and I are joking around and I say something, you know, uh, off key to you, it's not going to piss you off like if you and I don't know each other and I say something off key to you. Because, you know, ultimately I'm messing with you, you're messing with me, it is what it is. But we allow people's, what they say, what they do, their actions, whatever it may be, we allow that to influence us. Right. Because we allow that door to be open to say, okay, what you said pissed me off, and now you got to deal with that. I mean, we've all been in those conversations on Facebook where we should have never responded in the first place, and then it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you're just, the anger is so real, you're like, if I see you, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face, you know? No, throat punches, for right. sure. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, you know, and, and the compassion portion that we're talking about, you never know when the person that is down at the bottom sees the wrong thing. You know, that, that trigger point, the tipping point, whatever it may be. And obviously, you'll never be able to 100% appease everybody. You know, but some of the things is just being a positive person to turn to. That's something I do on a regular basis. If I'm going through my Facebook and there's someone that's constantly negative, I don't give a fuck who they are. They're gone. You know, oh, it could be my brother. Here. And I'm like, Peace out, bro. <laughs> you know? See, I don't, I don't do the whole deletion thing because yeah. I'm, I'm all just about, block them. I'm all about keeping your enemies closer. So just you know, block them out of your newsfeed so you don't have to read yep, them. I'll unfollow you and yep. I'll take a, you know, I'll take a break. You know, I know the, yeah. the settings on how to, to not see you anymore. <laughs> it's funny. I had a guy. Um, I was in, I was at corporate. Um, I think it was for the boot and shoot, and a guy reached out to me. He's like, "Bro, you deleted me." I was like, "Did I? I don't know." You know, because I delete so many people, it's like 
Oh, I deleted you? My bad. You probably hadn't interacted in a while. I deleted somebody this morning because of his post. Yeah. I mean, and, that's... And you, don't want to, you want to know what it was about? It was about him sharing a um, another post of someone parking mm-hmm. like a little crooked, right. messed up in a parking spot. Right. Well, this person left a note on their their uh their windshield mm-hmm. saying that they left they they put their their testicles and and their and their the door, door handle. Did right. I laugh? Yeah, it was funny, but he said he was going to go do it to someone else and I'm like, "You know what?" Yeah. But no, see, that's that's You some, don't know who the hell you're messing with. That's, you could that's be some passive aggressive bitch stuff too. Like when you think about it, I left you a note and I put my balls on your your door handle. Because you parked crooked. Right. Like I'm so mad at you. Exactly. Like, get the hell out of here. Go find a safe space. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I see par- people park crooked all the time, and I've seen it more so here in Tennessee than I did in Texas. So let me give you a prime example of that. Well, you know my eyes are pretty fucked up. Yeah. There's a good chance that I'm not going to park dead straight every time. I mean, you've seen it before. It's not like I'm intentionally parking wrong. Just with my depth perception, sometimes I don't park the straightest, you know? Yeah. I'll try to fix it, but sometimes I, I don't even realize it until we're walking away from the vehicle. It could be a situation like that, and somebody's going to go out and, and do a dickhead move because of it and come out and put your balls on my door handle. I'll probably and sit leave there and me wait a note for you. in your handwriting? Right, on, but, but I'll probably sit there and wait for you to come back out, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's just a, and, and like you said, you, don't, you never know who that person is. You know, it could be no. a 90 year old lady that's in a wheelchair that had to park crooked to get her wheelchair out because some dickhead parked in a handicapped spot. It could be somebody whose eyes are messed up. I mean, you never know the situation. And it could be somebody that just double parks because they just fucking want to. Right. And, you know, that's one of the things. Like, it, I used to double park, but I used to do it way out at the end of the parking lot, you know, because fine. I didn't want to get my stuff dinged up. And I, you'd always come out and there's some turd parked right next to you. And you're like, seriously, dude? But at the end of the day, you know, why, once like, again... Well, they, I want to park my nice car next to your nice car. Right, right. You know? But once again, we talk about the inside job. What does that person, how they park, what does that have to do with me? Nothing. Just Nothing. find a different parking spot. Just because you have a day. personal preference of how you want things to work. Right. Doesn't know, you don't always get things the way you want it. And I'm guilty of that same frustration. I'm guilty of saying things and making comments. We all are. I mean, I'm, I'm by no means... On this podcast saying, I never do stuff like that. Because I do. I'm, I'm a human being. I've done stuff like that. Um, you know, chances are before the end of the year, I'll do something like that again. Not go set my balls on someone's door handle, but make a remark about how someone parked. Hell, I or, used to park uh, double parked in my Dodge Dually. I mean, <laughs> it's a big old that, truck, that baby got a wide butt. Right. I mean, so, yeah, I parked, I parked double because She's it's wide. bigger. Yeah. yeah, it's wide. Yeah, that's what you got to do sometimes when it's bigger. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's, it's not going to change your life. Like, think about the frustration that people carry with them to get out, put their balls on the door handle, write a note about it, stick it. Like, think about how miserable that person has to be for that day. Like, they just did something that in their mind, it, it's, ooh, I got them. I got them good. What if they don't give a shit, you know? What if they don't care? They're like, okay, whatever. You put your balls on my door handle. There's been worse things on my door handle, you know? It, you just have to think of the type of misery someone goes through in order to be like that and in order to pass that misery on to somebody else. You know, the biggest thing is we've talked about this, one, and, and all these podcasts are starting to tie together just in this basic conversation where we talked about how people influence your attitude. Right. You know, you get that same person that just wrote that note and talked about doing that, and that person's going to go brag to all his buddies or all her buddies. Well, if he said balls, well... In today's society, you never know. So all their buddies <laughs> <laughs> about what they just did, and that's going to influence people. 
you know. Right. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing is, is um, just be mindful of people. Be thoughtful of them. Be compassionate. You know, be aware of the people that you care about. You never know when somebody's here today and gone tomorrow. And I'm not just talking about from a suicide standpoint. People can get in their car and you never see them again. The last time you saw them is when they pulled out of the driveway. And so be mindful of that. Be mindful of people's condition mentally. You know, we're, we're all too often to walk out the door with the last word we said is, is a word that is one that we would regret for the rest of our lives if it was the last word we ever got to say to a person. Um, be aware of those that you care about, which I know I said that before, but I, I really, really mean that. Like we're so, we're so high speed in everything we do anymore. You know, the, the being absorbed into Facebook and Instagram and all those different sources that we forget to look at the people across from us and just say something simple. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah. Is everything okay? You know, and being observant of people's attitudes. When you're, when you're so absorbed in what it is you're doing on a day-to-day basis, it's very hard to look at someone and be like, something's wrong. I can tell something's wrong, you know? Whereas before all of this was introduced into our lives, we were able to identify and be like, hey, man, you all right? You know, you're acting kind of weird. Um, even if you see someone post something off-key somewhere, reach out to them. You know, don't be afraid to be like, hey, is everything good? You know, do you want to do lunch? Anything like that. So, you know, take care of people. Take care of yourself especially this holiday season. There's a lot of people that are missing the people that are closest to them. You know, I, myself, my mom, this is, it's the holiday season. I never let that out that I'm bothered that my mom's not here. But these, these three holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and and New Year's are hard for me because my mom's not here, you know, but 99.99% of people will never have a clue of that. Because once again, what what do we have? That hard outside shell. It's like a, like an M&M, but stronger. You know, you got this all this stay away from me and and inside you're just like, this sucks. So, yeah. but anyways, closing words. Not really. I mean, you know, be compassionate towards others. Um, Think about your decisions before you act on them. Mm -hmm. Um, That's pretty much all I got. Don't park like a dick. Don't park like a dick. (laughs) I don't care how you park. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. It doesn't make a difference. But realistically, like, let's weigh out the things that really mean something to us and the things that don't. You know, at the end of the day, do you really care about how people park or anything like that? Like, what's really important? What's what's important enough to invest your time, your mind space, your heart place? What's important to to risk and jeopardize that? You know, with um, and utilize those things, especially during this holiday season. Once again, a lot of people out there that they they just don't have things. You know, we've got kids that we're raising Play-Doh for that are in the hospital that will spend Christmas in the hospital. You know, think about that. Some of us are bitching that we didn't get the the gun that we wanted or the phone we wanted or or whatever. But you've got people that are away from their families. You got people deployed overseas, people in jails, people working, you know, as first responders. You just so many different types of people that are away from their family during this time of year. You know, so and just as a closing statement, big shout out to our sponsors. Broker title and escrow. If you're looking for a great title company, reach out to Greg. Oh, and yeah. also builtbydesign.co. Brandon and and them over there at Built by Design, they made this amazing table that I, I look at every day. I'm just like, that thing's badass. Yeah. It's Solid nice as can be. Table. Right. So thanks again for everything you guys do. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you soon.